Hey guys, it's Annie. Welcome back to Growing Pains. This is another episode I recorded in Hawaii. This episode is with my friend John Fox. We talk all about how we ended up on Maui together, what brought us here, why he's still on Maui, and how much the island has changed him into the person he is today. If you've ever thought about traveling to Hawaii or picking up and moving there, this is a great episode to listen to. Listen to John Fox's story about why he moved to Hawaii. You know, with growth comes growing pains. When you're growing, it's painful. This is Growing Pains with Annie. I'm excited to, you know, grow with you guys. Wow. Welcome back, everyone. This is Growing Pains with Annie. Today, don't give me that look, John. Wow. Today, I have a really special guest, a good friend of mine, John Fox. Hello. Nice to meet you all. Glad to be here. Yeah, be here, I guess. (laughs) Thanks, Annie, for inviting me. Yeah. So, John, actually, this is really fun because I'm in Hawaii with you now. Again. Again. (laughs) But I really wanted, when I was deciding to do a podcast, I really wanted to record this with you about our, (laughs) the way we ended up moving to Hawaii together. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a blur now. I just remember the plane ride here mostly, but. (laughs) Well, before that, why did we move to Hawaii? oh john albright's calling me john is calling me because we couldn't figure out (laughs) we couldn't figure (laughs) out garage band (laughs) to record this this is what we did we did we just had to listen to some guy in ireland first his name was patrick (laughs) yeah it was um definitely thank you patrick for helping us out we were on the struggle bus. We were on the struggle bus. This is the first time that I have uh, recorded without John Albright being present to actually help me. So it's, you know, a learning process, but he was calling me back. But we already figured it out, John. We're strong and independent here. <laughs> but back to what we were saying, we decided to move to Hawaii. Actually, I reluctantly moved to Hawaii. I brought you here. <laughs> We, the first time, it's funny because the first time I ever went to Hawaii was also with you. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we um, went for our friend's wedding and then they were trying to convince us to move here. And they are, they were working at a church and they wanted us to come intern. And I did not want to go. But you did. I did. And then halfway here we switched and i didn't want to go anymore and you were (laughs) stoked on it and it was that thing i'll never forget when we were in hawaii for their wedding they're like you should like you should apply for this internship and i really did not want to and you're like oh yeah that'll be so cool i want to intern this and that i want to live in hawaii i had to convince you to fly home you yeah. like you were ready to you had a job you had you had <laughs> you were renting like a place from your brother and we we're like John you cannot just abandon your life and stay I thought in about Hawaii. it I thought about canceling my plane ticket home and not going back yeah, you to were, San Diego we like we had to convince you to fly back to San Diego yeah. <laughs> which is just so funny to think that the next time we were flying to Hawaii you were total opposite. You yep. did not want to be there. I did not want to. I always say when I moved to Hawaii, which is funny because like moving to Hawaii is something I feel like a lot of people want to do in their lives. They're like, I just want to pick up and move to Hawaii. 
and I always kind of felt bad because whenever people are like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm moving to Hawaii. (laughs) But I didn't want to do it. I was so against it. I was so mad about it. And it was kind of that thing where God closed every other door and made it very clear that I was supposed to go to Hawaii. And you were just stoked. God was like, you want to go to Hawaii? And you were like, heck yeah. (laughs) And then do you remember when we told our friends the day we found out we both got the jobs here? Yes. I told them we were at our friend Kaj's for our birthday party. I think it was Kaj's birthday party. Yeah. And we were over there and just like, I don't know, like having a good time talking. And then I casually mentioned that we're moving to Hawaii. And Annie, you looked over like you wanted to kill me. I did want to kill you because I didn't want to tell anyone because I wasn't happy about it. And then I will never forget everyone's just like silent screaming yeah they silent and they go what and then john goes we're moving to hawaii and everyone That's when freaks out screaming. and everyone starts <laughs> screaming and i remember you were like so excited you're like we're moving to hawaii and i was like we're moving to hawaii <laughs> like so upset about it just like that actually yeah <laughs> how how privileged of me to be like ugh, yeah i'm moving to hawaii, hawaii. gosh and then my name's Karen. I don't like to have fun. <laughs> Sorry if your name's Karen out there. <laughs> Sorry to all the Karen. I just lost every Karen listener I've ever had. It it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I think we found out like three or four months before we actually moved. Yeah, because we had that summer. It there. I think about the summer a lot. We had a summer, and it was like this small group of friends. And it was funny because actually one of the other friends ended up moving to Hawaii after us to do the to do your internship position yeah. the year after you. Yeah. But it was that kind of it was that summer of friends where you're like, man, I know that this won't ever happen again. I know this is just like a season, but it was so much fun. We went camping. We would go hiking. We would. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. But and then it pretty much happened again here. Yeah. With the same group of friends. Right. Then they, everyone every, came to they Hawaii. They moved out here. Yeah. It was, I was actually looking the other day and it was a video I had on my computer and it said like, it was like a Snapchat video. It said like, gang's all here. And it was when we had like four or five people, no, it was like, it was three people came and visited us. But then we had our two friends who had convinced us to move out here. Then we convinced another one of our friends to move out here. And then we had this couple from church come and visit. And then we had our friend Brindley come and visit. And it was like our whole crew from of San like Diego. seven or eight or whatever. Yeah. And then we had another friend from San Diego move out here. Like it just kind of, we moved. We all just moved together. It's, we migrated to Hawaii. Yeah, it's crazy, like how many people I've run into here from San Diego. Yeah, that either knew me before I moved out here, or like know somebody. Yeah, that moved out here. It's, I, it's crazy. When we moved out here, we we worked for a church, like I said, and there was we would do bap- big baptism days, and I ran into someone who had my mom as their middle school teacher. <laughs> And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm from this part of California. I went to the Miss Middle School. Do you know that? And I was like, my mom taught there. She was what? who's your mom? I told her and she's like, she was my sixth grade teacher. (laughs) And I was like, what is this? And on a beach in Hawaii, this conversation is happening. And I was like, what is happening? It's just it's crazy. Hawaii really does. Like, I know it's like kind of catchy, but like 
it does have that like ohana feeling yeah and that like small world connections yeah it's yeah definitely really crazy it is crazy it's (laughs) but and then it's funny looking back because i have i no longer live here but coming back and visiting, which is like so fun to sit here with you. Well, we you. want you to. You're more than welcome to just move into the studio and just <laughs> just stay here. Sleep on the couch in the different rooms of the churches <laughs> so no one knows. I get a master key and I just start. I'll, I'll get you one. <laughs> You're like, that's my job now. I can get you that. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it feels so normal, which I think it just points out that it's it's family here. Like when I told people I was visiting, I was like, well, if, I'm really a visiting family, but like they're not my family, but they're my family. <laughs> and so being back is surreal. But it's also like being back is so funny thinking of how I was moving here originally, mm-hmm. being so unhappy about it because I hate change. So when God says, oh, change we your whole life. Change, and- <laughs> Annie. That's something that I learned moving here is yeah. we all hate change. But what I remember so vividly is you and I were both I was told that the basically the dream job I had wanted was about to open up in the next couple months and that I was on the short list to get it, get it. And then right before we moved, you basically got offered your dream job. Mm-hmm. And I remember you just be, being on the plane and we the like months leading up to us moving. You were so stoked and excited. And you're like, come on, Annie, it's gonna be great. Hawaii. And I was so bitter and angry. <laughs> and then we're sitting on the plane the first time that I'm like, oh, I guess it'll be cool as I've already committed to move to Hawaii. And then all of a sudden I look at John. And he's like, I'm freaking out. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, I, maybe I should take that job. I don't think this is a good idea. I should. And I was like, are you, we're on the plane, John. It's too a little, late. Little too late. Yeah. <laughs> I have a video of us driving to the airport. And you're sitting in the middle of our friends, J.D. and Derek, and you just look miserable. Granted, it was like 5 a.m., but you just like blank face. Just, yeah, you looked like you were freaking out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. I was definitely freaking out on the way here for sure. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it was it was a crazy move. It's yeah, we gave I up mean, our whole lives. Yeah, like like you said, I did get like a dream job offer right before I moved here. And I had like just gotten a promotion and a raise at my current job. Like yeah. I went from making I think seventeen to like twenty dollars an hour right before moving here to work at a church where we're on a stipend <laughs> a of four hundred dollars a month. Four hundred dollars a month. And I think someone did the math and it was like <laughs> Equaled out to like a buck twenty five an hour or something. It was. It was a dollar twenty. I think a dollar twenty two for all the hours we put in. <laughs> Granted, they <laughs> you got free housing, a yeah. free car, like they and they free gas. Free like gas. it wasn't. They, it wasn't just like slave labor, but, but it sometimes was. <laughs> on the bad days we we're like a buck twenty five for this <laughs> to clean up cockroaches. Oh, oh, Hawaii, <laughs> but. And then the plane ride, too. We actually, before we started recording, we were laughing about this because I had such a horrible couple that I was sitting next to who were, like, fighting the whole time, and they were just getting drunk, and (laughs) they were angry. It was super awkward. And then John... I was next to another elderly couple who was super nice, like asked me about San Diego, offered me candy and food and drinks and like, yeah, just really nice. But 
They were both elderly couples. They actually kind of looked alike. They did look alike. But they were polar opposites. Oh, yeah. Polar opposites. And he had like the evil twins. Yeah, it felt like that. That's what it it truly felt like that. My goodness. Wow. (laughs) I never picked that up before. Truly did feel like (laughs) But I remember finally getting off the plane. And like, it was weird because it was our dear friends who we were moving out there to work with. So it was kind of like a comfort. It, if you're going to make a life dis- like life-changing move, it's a lot easier to move somewhere where you already have close friends. And when you're moving with a friend. Yeah. yeah. Which I th- what would, which was really interesting because everyone else in our internship cuz we the internship is a program of 12 people. And it was like what are the odds that we don't just know each other, but we're good friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're also working closely together, yeah. which I think surprised a lot of people because we'd get into like fights and arguments. And we'd like hit each other like, yeah, and, whatever. Or, and like... our office didn't have a door. So <laughs> the receptionist would always watch us. And then finally she'd be like, stop fighting. <laughs> and yeah. And I remember we'd get so mad at each other. We'd throw things at each other, not like out of true anger, but like annoyance like brother and sister stuff yeah (laughs) and do you remember oh of course you do because it's legendary in hawaii john the last like church we volunteered at there was a million people named john so we called you your whole name john fox john fox yeah like and it was just i like i never called him just john like which is now i call you john which is weird to think of like we just always called you john fox john fox and so the when we first got to Hawaii, you know, Brad and Taylor and I all called you John Fox. And so when we got introduced on stage to the church, they said they introduced us as Annie and John Fox. And so everybody thought we were married in the entire church. The whole church was like, that's so cool that you moved out here with your husband. <laughs> They're like, you're so young. And I was like, we're not married. But here's the thing, John. I I like told you this at one point. I was like, yeah, everyone keeps asking me if we're married. And what what did you say to that? I don't remember. Did I tell people we were married? Yeah, I was like, everyone, <laughs> I was like, everyone thinks we're married. And he's like, oh, ha, ha, I'm gonna start telling them, yeah, but you're just a pathological liar. <laughs> and then I was like, why would you do that? I go, well, what day did we get married? And you just looked me dead in the eye. I go, March twenty second. And I you threw a year like three years ago, which granted we weren't even friends then. <laughs> and then our boss looked it up, our boss Anna, and she goes, oh, "It was a Saturday." <laughs> and so when March twenty second rolled around, you we had a little anniversary. Anniversary. <laughs> I call it my anniversary. <laughs> but it was just so funny because so many people just assumed we were married, and then. You know, well, you... they assumed, but then I also told them we were, so it's so it's not were, really an assumption. They were anymore. really freaking out when you started dating one of the other <laughs> interns. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I Hawaii moving to Hawaii was not what I expected it was going to be. I think people have this perception that Hawaii is all paradise because that's you know people just vacation yeah, here. Yeah, that's what they see. They see the postcard beaches and the bougie hotels and they see Wailea. Yeah. Not Maui. Yeah. And yeah, though that's not we moved to Maui. Yeah. Um and Maui not being like Oahu, it's not 
busy. It's, no. It's not busy. So El Cajon actually has, I think, like the same population as all of Maui. Really? Yeah. Dang. And El Cajon, I mean, downtown El Cajon is, feels like Oahu. Like it feels more of like a yeah, big it's city. Yeah, busier. Um, very like close together. Maui's very spread out, but just like the population itself is actually very similar to the whole island of Maui. That's crazy. I never knew that. That's really crazy. Wow. It's, it is. It's a, I always say that Maui is a small beach town spread out on a whole island. Yeah. And coming from San Diego, we've like, we're kind of around beach culture, but I don't think we, coming from San Diego, I don't think we are from like as home. Well, we're from East County, so yeah, it's not really that's, beach culture. Okay. <laughs> this redneck pickup truck. Uh, I always say I'm like, East County, you could see a Porsche next to a rusty old pickup truck and that would be okay. That's normal. At a shotgun wedding. <laughs> that would be totally normal. <laughs> And I just lost all my East County listeners. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I used to live there, so it's okay. <laughs> she still does. Yeah. It's, and that's so weird, too. It's like we <laughs> I'm on your Costco card because because um, we used to live here. Yeah. It didn't. We had like the same address. Am I just is Costco going like, to Costco's not going to listen to this job. <laughs> but. They, I went to Costco. Now that I've moved away, I went to Costco and bought something, and they like flagged it, and they're like, "Oh, you need to go talk to member services. Something about your address." And I just avoided it because they're gonna be like, "She's avoided it ever since." I haven't gone back to Costco. You haven't even I've gone only, back. To I've Costco? only gone to buy the gas because I'm afraid they're gonna cancel my card. So maybe I should go here and it will like refresh it to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, she's yeah. in Hawaii." Yeah. <laughs> Seems, smarting, seems logical. Smarting yeah. the system. But I remember thinking when we moved here that, yeah, it was just going to be like a big vacation and we were going to, I don't know, because we were, we were going to be youth interns. Yeah. So I figured we would do the whole thing of like summer camps and, you know, like services. We also came from a giant church, a mega church. Where everything was super organized. And for the leaders, you're mostly just there. Whereas yeah. here as interns, it was like You're building straight it. up. We did the setup. We were building props. We were like everything. We were the tech guy. We were the counselors. We were running the games. We were yeah. And yeah. it's interesting when you're interacting with kids who live and grew up in Hawaii. How different it truly is. It's a very different culture here. Like it is laid back, kind of like San Diego, but at the yeah. same time, it's. Yeah, like there's mansions right next to like ghetto, like yeah, super like ghetto, like shacks. And like you have kids from both of those cultures where it's like whatever, whoever is living in the mansion, whoever's living in the shack and they're both going to the same youth group. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like driving through like Hollywood yeah. where you have all these mansions and then you have like apartments with like basically a closet is your room like that's yeah. kind of what it feels like here it really was it's like it feels like the two there's not a lot of in between no it's like either your parents are working four jobs to to stay here because you know you're already here and this is where you're <clears throat> choosing to raise your kids or you're moving here because your parents have already made enough money that they can just like oh we'll move to hawaii yeah. <laughs> you know 
And so, and then it was weird. Middle class visits. Yeah. That's what I feel like it's like. There's that's... lower class and upper class, but the middle class visits. Yeah, but then they go home. Yeah. To their... And then they go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And I think what was weird is like, we were the middle class coming in. Yeah. And we were staying. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's like a very small window on Maui. Yeah. And it's also weird because, like, there's so many little things about moving to Hawaii. I suggest if you ever want to pick up and move to Hawaii, move to Maui. Um, Because it's another thing, and I tell people, it's not weird to just pick up and move here and be here for six months to a year and then leave. Especially for young people our age. all the time. Yeah. It's, like, this habit that people have. I I don't know how to explain that, but... I think that as someone who technically did it, I think I was here for a year and a half and then I moved. I'm going to turn the ringer off. (laughs) That's probably John being like, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. Like I just, so I just moved here or well, I just moved inner Island from Wailuku to Waikapu. Yeah. And the guy that I was living with before I was renting a room and he has like this beautiful three bedroom house, like multi-million dollar house to himself and <laughs> wow <laughs> super nice and i was renting a bedroom from him and then i move from that into a house with three other guys yeah. it's a three bedroom house with three other guys and so like i'm sharing a room now and that's like kind of the the polar opposites that you get here is you'll have one person living in a five bedroom house and then you'll have four people living in a two bedroom house like, yeah and that's normal yeah and i think I think Hawaii teaches you a lot of lessons about life. One thing that, and I i mean, correct me if I'm wrong for you, but I feel like it teaches you a lot about judgment. Like I, I feel like I judge people a lot less than I used to because mm-hmm. you never, like in Hawaii, you never know. It could be that kid in the multi-million dollar mansion or it could be the kid who's sharing a room with their three other siblings. And, you know, like you just never know here. And yeah. and you like another thing that's really interesting about Hawaii that I've noticed is that there's this thing called. Um, oh, and I'm going to forget the name right as I'm talking about it. Classic. It's come on, John, you know, the word when you have like family members that are like your nieces or nephews or something but you like kind of adopt them as your own children and it's like something family and i cannot think of the word i want to say i don't know i want to say hanai and i don't know if that's right and i don't know if that's (laughs) i don't know what that word means i probably shouldn't have said it but it's it's like this idea that you just like adopt your family members if your other family members can't step Mm -hmm. up to the plate like everyone takes care of each other yeah and it's like no questions asked. And it's just, and there's also like that Ohana factor is like every person that's like older than you, you call them like aunt, uncle or auntie. Yeah. Um, like and that's just normal is like everyone's oh, like, oh, yeah, that's my uncle. And you're like, you guys look nothing alike. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, well, like he's my uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, I don't know. That's. I remember something that was kind of different. Here. The first time a kid, because and it, yeah, it's like a thing. It's like in the south, if you say like sir and ma'am, if you don't know their names, you're like, hey, uncle or auntie. And I remember the first time a kid called me auntie, and I was like, I am not your aunt. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know who you think I am, but I am not your aunt. We are not related. And then someone had to be like, no, no, you're just you're always going to get called auntie because you're older than them. 
Yeah, and moving here, like I'm from a huge family, so I'm the youngest of ten. Yeah, um, so you are. So I have like so many siblings, and then one that was like basically adopted, and um, who is like part of our family, but we just kind of brought in. So it's kind of like what they do here all the time. Yeah, and um. So I have a lot of older siblings and I have so many nieces and nephews. I'm like over 20 nieces and nephews now. I don't even actually know how many I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a good uncle. And you so live an ocean I, away. It's okay. I get called uncle all the time, like my whole life. And it was super weird, like leaving that thinking like, oh, like nobody's going to call me uncle anymore. And I get here and like the very first thing. Like a kid walks by hey, and he's uncle. like, hey, uncle, can you help? I was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> like, okay. Here you are thinking you're like, my family have kids and they ship some, them to Hawaii. Some very like local, like very tan kid walks up to me causing, calling me uncle. I'm blonde. I am very white. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, kid. I think you're lost. <laughs> like, that kid is colorblind. <laughs> Man, I... What do you think is like one of the biggest things you've learned since moving to Hawaii? Honestly, I think it's Maui, like the culture here is very much like it's very inviting and very like loving. Um, but if you do not belong here in Maui, it'll chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. And so I think one of the biggest things that I've learned here is just like how to adapt. And it's crazy like how many people will work like five or six jobs. There'll be a chiropractor a nurse like practitioner a dentist and they'll sell like stickers and hats like yeah. on the weekends <laughs> like, they made their own brand also yeah like it's it's crazy it it's seems like something. hardly anyone here has like one job it's yeah. always like like a married couple will have like five jobs between the two of them yeah i it's always crazy. say that maui has jobs not careers yeah and and that was a really strange thing too. coming from like for me moving here. One of the reasons it was so hard for me is I had to take a year off of college and I had to just like commit to that because we were working like 50 hours a week. There's just no way I could do full time school. And we technically I don't think we're allowed to. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we probably weren't. And I mean, and I was talking to one of our other former interns that we lived and worked with. And I said, like, I felt like we were always so busy and she was like, I mean, I think we had a lot like we had a lot more free time than you think. But I think the reality was we like lived at the place we worked. So I really never felt like I was off work. <laughs> but I then there's also like the if you flip that, it's we worked at the place we lived. So it's like we could have, you we know, could go home for lunch and eat in five minutes and, and then hang go, out for an hour. And ha yeah, yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, that's something I always tell people is like there's not careers on Maui. And I was when I moved here, I was so hyper focused on getting going to college, like to the point where I would like be crying every night about it and like freaking out about my career choice and everything. And then moving to Maui where it's like, OK, um, the person who's a high school dropout and the girl who has a graduate degree like degree in kinesiology are both working at the same coffee shop. Yep. <laughs> because it like there's not really a ton of careers on Maui. It's like it's side hustles and jobs because you do yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. And I think that really helped me break down that like stigma of like, man, I need to do this order of events to get to like where I need to be to have this happiness factor. And that's just not true. Yeah. And 
yeah, I think that's where like adapting came in huge is just like being able to go in and work at a job and like, you know, when stuff like COVID happened, I feel like a lot of the people in Maui, so many people in Maui lost their job because we're all about tourists. We're all about, um, I mean, everybody here like works at a hotel or, you know, something like that or a rental place or they're cleaners for the rental place. Like they own, they own a few cars that they rent out. They like the rental cars in Maui by the airport. There was like six lanes of rental cars for like miles like in a ginormous circle around the airport and like so many people lost their jobs but it seemed like nobody was really like that hurting like that hurt for work because they just all picked up their side hustles and like yeah a lot of them went on unemployment but then they got right back and they were fine like and we're still amongst like covid and stuff but yeah and see like even coming this time what's hard is maui's home so with COVID and everything, uh, what I had to do to, in order to even get here was I had to like submit to the state of Hawaii a negative COVID test, which my results didn't come in until I was I was in the airport and they were doing last call for my flight that my second flight because I had missed my first flight because yep. they didn't come in in time, and I literally like submit they came in I submitted it within like um three minutes I was the third to last person on the plane. And it's that kind of thing where it's hard because Hawaii really does need to protect itself. Like, if there was a huge COVID outbreak, it would be devastating to the whole island. Yeah. And yeah, we don't have the kind of like medical facilities yeah. and stuff. Like, Oahu kind of does, but yeah. they have so many people that they can't. What I even treat like everyone. the thing I always um, use as an example of like Maui has what you need and like will take care of you, but like. For, for people having babies here, Maui doesn't have a NICU. Like, if there's something wrong with your baby when it's born, like, they will fly your child to Oahu. So it's that thing where it's like, they'll do what they need to do to help you out. But, like, it's a small island. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And people always, when I moved away, were like, did you get island, like, fever? Like, were you just, like, itching to get off? And I wasn't. Like, it's something about Maui. I don't know if it, everything is just far enough away or there's that, just enough honestly, to do. I heard that a lot too. Like, oh, you're going to get island fever and you're going to want to move back in like a year. We grew up in East County. <laughs> we didn't like leave East County. And so we were kind of on an island, but without beaches. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> and a so, landlocked island. <laughs> we were on a landlocked the island. The red part of San Diego. <laughs> and so for us, I don't know. I, I feel like... For us, we basically landlocked ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we moved here, it was just like, wow, we have so much space. Right? Like, wow. We have, look at all so this. There's so many places we can go. There's so much stuff you can do. And Maui's weird because it's like you go to the beach. On the way to the beach, you pass like a rainforest and then you're in the desert. Yeah. And then there's a 10,000 plus foot volcano right next to you. And so you get all yeah. of these like seasons you can go to upcountry and it's like it's 50 colder. 60 degrees and you go to the top of Haleakala <laughs> and it's we did freezing. a hike one time and it was like 20 degrees on top oh, of Haleakala. I will never forget them <laughs> never forget going up there and they're like yeah it will probably be um <laughs> it will probably the like we're, we're driving up to Haleakala which is like an hour from where we lived and 
like it was for one of the other interns birthday Val and she's like yeah it's probably gonna be like an hour or two because a couple other interns had already done it on a clear warm day they're like oh yeah it's like 11 miles but it's really not like it's not hard it's pretty much flat it's you know we get up there we go to the ranger station because it's a national park and she's like okay expect like eight to nine hours with the conditions and everyone was like (gasps) what (laughs) (laughs) what and i remember i did not go on the hike because i did not want to (laughs) i did it was it's one of my favorite hikes yeah you've done it since too you did it recently right yeah i did it for my birthday yeah um, which i'd probably do it if it wasn't freezing i say that i probably still wouldn't do it that's why i know (laughs) But it was crazy. Like, yeah, when we we're going, it's a 12 mile hike. And while we were like crossing the crater of the volcano, um, you hike down into the crater and then back up through like these yeah. switchbacks. It was like 20 degrees, foggy, super windy. Yeah. Like, yeah, like this, um, there wasn't any. Oh, there's a bug and he's freaking out by the bug. <laughs> <laughs> so like the, the dirt on the volcano got like wet and so it froze and so like the whole time we're walking you're hearing like crunching like we're walking on ice oh but my we're gosh. in the crater of a volcano at like ten thousand feet it's that here's i just, <laughs> I just want to say one thing about hawaii that i had to learn the really hard way do not let that thing <laughs> i think i got it i don't know it's a cockroach. That's the, the yeah. She's freaking out. Cockroaches. <laughs> that's one thing I I never got used to living here. And I remember <laughs> John John's room was below mine, and there would be he would text me because he would hear me and my roommate Megan screaming and running, and he would just text me cockroach question mark, and I'd be like yeah. <laughs> And, and then I'd either come up and kill it or yeah. go up and catch it and release, release it. it. Ugh. The amount of times that, that we had people come kill cockroaches for us. And I remember telling one of our bosses, John John, and saying like, John John, there's we have like a cockroach problem. And he just laughed and goes, welcome to the tropics, which is true. They're Yeah, they're, just, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. You just have them. See, yeah, cockroaches I don't really have a problem with. Centipedes are awful. Ugh, uh, I, when I, I when I went to Oahu, we went for a like a young adult camp uh, that I was actually leading at the time because I was the young adult intern, and um, I got it was our very first night of camp. We like got everyone situated. Everyone's up by the campfire, like making s'mores and like having a good time, doing having a grand old and time. <laughs> and like I hear someone yelling, "Help!" like from a distance and I was like I I like grabbed one of the other leaders and I'm like hey you run the bonfire I'm gonna go see like what's up I'm gonna go find out why this person is yelling He's help in the help. middle of nowhere like we're in the yeah. mountains of Oahu like very pretty secluded yeah and so I like run over and like I'm trying to find this person and I'm walking around in slippers which is my rainbows yeah. for those of you in San Diego flip flops for those flip-flops. mainlanders yeah. <laughs> Um, running around in those and like the centipede grabs my foot and <gasps> and bites me several times. Oh, uh, it bit me three times <gasps> and it was awful. Like the pain was like excruciating and I never did find the person that was yelling for help. So 
Maybe they got bit by a centipede too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It was the centipede trying to lure you in. But yeah, so it hurt for like the whole night and like even into the next day, like I felt like shooting pain up my leg kind of thing. <gasps> and it was it was kind of crazy because you can like feel the poison in your in like your leg. It was the weirdest everyone come experience. to Hawaii. It's beautiful. <laughs> it was it was super weird. But what I didn't know is centipede bites can cause like throat ear eye nose infections oh it's back the cockroach is back the cockroach is back (gasps) (gasps) okay i got it um but yeah so what i didn't know is they can cause all these kind of infections oh my gosh and like oh a week after the centipede bite i started to get really sick (gasps) like i was like throwing up and like I had all of these like ear infections and nose infection and throat infection. What? And I went to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, that can happen with centipede bites. And I was like, what? <laughs> I The only awful. nightmare I had about Hawaii after I moved away was I had a dream where I was, I was in Hawaii and I was cleaning and there was a centipede and I tried to kill it with a broom. And like when I swung up to like hit it again, it, I flicked it up. And like in my dream, I saw it fly. And when centipedes like are being attacked they like do these barrel rolls and curl up in a ball and like wiggle a lot and i in my dream it like landed on my shoulder against my neck and i could feel it like wiggling and like doing its barrel roll thing and i woke up like like smacking myself because i was like oh it was i woke up in chills and a like cold sweat and i was like wow maui traumatized me yeah Fun thing. I actually had a centipede crawl across my neck. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When we were (laughs) in the intern house, it just, I woke up and it was crawling across my neck and I literally grabbed it and threw it against the wall. And I like jump out of bed at like 2 a.m. and I'm like shining a flashlight. And my roommate, Steven, wakes up and is like, What are you doing? It's like 2 a.m. And I was like, "Uh, A centipede crawled across my neck. He picks up his pillow and blanket and walks outside, and I don't see him until the next day. Like, <laughs> he was, he was like, gone. Hey, I'm out. I think he slept in the van. I'm not sure. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, I, I'm I done with this I house. I did not see him again until the next day. I still don't know where he went, but I don't want to ask because I don't want it to, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so it what happened? It was just so funny. It was, Yeah. Man, it is crazy. Wow, like really, we do have a bug, not a bug problem. It's a problem for me. <laughs> I have a problem with it. The bugs have a nanny problem. That's that's what it is. We were before we started recording. We were I I made some joke about hating something, and I was like, it's like that scene from The Office where Michael Scott goes, "I'm the victim of a hate crime," and Stanley's like, "That's not what a hate crime is." He goes, "Well, I hated it, and that's how I feel about bugs." <laughs> Man, but Hawaii is great. <laughs> yeah, Hawaii. I mean, yeah, Hawaii is amazing. Beaches are amazing. People are amazing. Bug problem, yes, but you can look past that. You know, if you are thinking about opening up a restaurant in San Diego, scratch that idea. Move to move Maui to and Maui. open up a restaurant. We need more. We, we need. Do. We need good Mexican food. There's. <laughs> There's like I, one place that's like decent Mexican food, and it's not okay. Even we're, that great. We're, we're snobs. We're very stingy, though. We're stingy. Yeah, we're and I remember moving here. One of the first things that we had as an intern, it was like a surf day, teaching all the interns how to surf and everything. And they had tacos from a taco truck. 
And John, I remember us being stoked at this idea. They're like, we're getting tacos. And we're like, yeah. And we ate them. And I remember looking at each other from like across the giant circle of people and being like, like these aren't tacos. These are not tacos. <laughs> like, this is the best taco truck on island. And we're like, this sucks. Well, if this is the best one, it's going to be a rough year. That, <laughs> was, that was what I thought. Dang. So. And what's so funny is for your birthday recently, you had a thing called Spoon Tacos. Yes. Which I got multiple calls from, from our friends going, <laughs> what is a spoon taco? Which in San Diego, that's just a thing. Yeah. I mean, you that's spoon something. tacos. I think that, I don't know if that's like just what my family calls them. We also call them drop tacos. Because it's basically like you make a taco and you're carrying it in your hand and you drop it on the floor. Yeah. And that's what it looks like. So it's like chips. Tortilla chips crumbled up, and then you throw everything that you would in a taco on top. Yeah. And that's what it is. And it's like little things like that where I didn't realize that there was like certain things that like San Diego and California had that everywhere didn't have. Yeah. Like I remember so like our friends for your birthday, they called me. They're like, do you know what a spoon taco is? I was like, oh, you guys are having spoon tacos? I love spoon tacos. <laughs> and they were like, what is it? They're like, isn't it nachos? I was like, no, it's different. But it's just little things like that. But I think that's also what was so nice. The fact that we moved here together yeah. is that we could say something and we understood each other. Yeah. Especially like we were already friends so and we'd already worked together. So it was like we could make jokes. We could say things or like that was going to sound like we could talk about someone. Not like <laughs> we talk about people. <laughs> but like if you mentioned a story with someone, we knew who it was. Like, you know, we already had this. We also just had like a look where if somebody said something stupid, we'd just look at each other and just be like, <laughs> we just we knew. know, we know. <laughs> like, uh, it was that look like, do we give him a hard time or do we let him slide? <laughs> and then usually John wouldn't let it slide. And I would be like, nah, let it slide. And then John would be like, uh. <laughs> it, it depends. Sometimes I really just like looking at people when they say something stupid until they realize they said something stupid which is horrible like that's mean but it's what i've done so <laughs> man and he I, looks horrified at me as i say that you're like and it is what it is what do you think the hardest thing about moving to hawaii has been like what was the biggest struggle you faced in the in the first year that you lived here because you've now lived here is this your third year this is my third year um wow, so i mean the hardest thing for me was probably just leaving family yeah because you like you said had a huge family you yeah were very I had a huge close. family like everyone was pretty close um and nobody in my family is good about like talking over the phone or <laughs> i'm a horrible long distance friend. text messages yeah i'm horrible at it and so <laughs> i've texted john twice in the two years <laughs> i haven't lived here it was one to say happy birthday and one to say hey i'm coming to hawaii you want to record a podcast and i may or may not have texted her back i don't even remember <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um but yeah like we're close friends but it's just like I'm horrible at long distance communication. Yeah. So is she like And there's a time difference too. That's yeah. people don't think about that. It's like it's three hours. It's not the big de- like that big of a deal. San Diego's three hours ahead. But if it's six PM here, it's nine PM there. Like Yeah, and if you don't get off work till five or six, then it's like Yeah. Oh, I don't want to call them and Well, and there'd whatever. be so many times like I would t- I would be like, oh, I'll call Val, who's another former intern with us um, and a close friend of ours. 
Um, She's my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just gave John this weird look. I'm like, huh. Um, but I would go like, oh, call Val. Because for me, I'm like, oh, it's 7 p.m. She has to be off work. No, it's 4 p.m. here. She doesn't get off work for another two hours. Well, two hours later, I'm probably going to go to bed. So like, it's just three hours might not be a lot, but it's just enough to be in really hard inconvenience. Yeah. And I think that I agree with you that the long distance was the hardest thing moving here at first, too. Yeah. Especially because I remember one of my close friends at the time was living in Italy. She later moved here. Yeah. <laughs> She's from here. But um, I'm actually recording a podcast with her later tonight. Ooh, be on the lookout Ooh. for that. <laughs> but I don't like and I remember she came and visited. She actually was doing us a favor and was coming to be a counselor at winter camp. Um, and having sitting down for coffee and she's someone that I'd like kept up with as much as you could. The fact I think we had a 12 hour difference. And so it's like the only time that's really, it's like maybe like nine, I could stay up to 9 PM and she it's 9 AM there. Like, but other than that, everything else was pretty inconvenient. <laughs> um, and I remember sitting and talking with her and, she was like, it's crazy because I feel like we've kept up, but it, like, I don't think I know anything about your life because it's so hard to like, what do you say? Like, oh, especially being in Hawaii. I don't know about you, but I felt very guilty when people are like, how's it going? You're like, or like, what have you been up to? You're like, well, we went surfing and we did this, <laughs> we did that. And it sounds a lot more glamorous than it always is. Yeah. Grass is greener, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember coming visiting home for Christmas and I had just had like a horrific like first couple months on Maui. It just was so it wasn't like bad in the sense of like I didn't enjoy living here, but it was like work had been really hard because I had like a lot of students that were going through a lot of hard things. I think that's something I realized really quickly is like living here is not paradise, especially for the kids. Yeah. And so I had just gone through like I felt like the Lord just threw me into a dryer and hit tumble and like popped me out for Christmas and threw me back in. <laughs> and everyone was like, Oh my gosh, is it so great? Have like have you learned how to surf? Have you done all this stuff? And I was like, uh <sighs> <Excuse> composure. <laughs> and I just it's just so hard because I don't think people People don't want to think of it as not being paradise. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, it's like a vacation destination. Yeah. That's what people think of it as. But I've... like, whether or not tourists are here, like during COVID, like life goes on in Maui. Yeah. Like, there's still the day today. Right. Yeah. And there's so there's just like so many little things that you learn to appreciate. And I think... One of them, especially because, like we said earlier, we were not working for a ton of money. It wasn't like we were making bank living here. No. Um, and one of the things that I realized is how you, like, have to kind of be smart with, like, what you do. Like, how can we, like, get the most amount of fun or experience with the least amount of money? <laughs> but what that, like, ended up was we would all pile in the car and go drive to the other side of the island to go find a surf spot. And then even if it was flat, we would still sing out there and or like, you know, going on hikes and going like hunting for shells or, you know, 
like we had to find these things that gave us a ton of experience and like I think really helped make Maui feel like home because we were experiencing the island um because it's not like it's not like back in San Diego where it's like oh let's go to the movies because <laughs> it's like are you gonna you know shell out that much money to go see a two-hour yeah, there's movie a, there's a movie theater here but it's like 25 dollars. <laughs> yeah it's like, like is it really worth it yeah um and, and it's not like we also we sh- you know we were sharing three room apartments with five other people mm-hmm. like it wasn't like oh yeah let's go buy like let's go shopping or let's, you know like it it wasn't like that we you didn't have that kind of money so it was like okay well let's go experience things together which I think really helped to like first make us closer with the other people we were working with. Cause I don't know about you, but there was like a section of time where I was like so worried. I'm like, John's the only person I'm ever going to be friends with on this <laughs> island. You're like, no, no, no. We did have, so we had hurricane days, which is, oh, yeah. We always, it's funny. Instead because, of like, think of snow day except hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the very beginning of our internship and it was like three or four days we hadn't even we had trained and we were going to start work on like monday or tuesday and then this hurricane came through and it was supposed to be really bad i definitely didn't know everyone's name yet <laughs> yeah and we were <laughs> locked in a house with them we weren't allowed to leave and we had like three days where we just had to hang out with these people and i think it was good in the sense that it for like it forced you to get to know people um, but I think also by the end of hurricane days, we wanted to kill each other. Yeah. Which then you, but which cr- what is crazy to me is then you interned during COVID. Yeah. Well, I was an intern during COVID. We didn't have to quarantine. The new interns that came in had yeah. to quarantine mm. together for two, two weeks, weeks. in the same house. So think of us like a six bedroom house with 12 people. Yeah. And they were, and they couldn't leave. So Luckily, they could hang out together, but they couldn't between leave. The two. Yeah, there's eight bathrooms, so it's not too bad. But like, yeah, just like crazy. I can't imagine. Oh, we being quarantined for two and for weeks. us, it wasn't like for hurricane days. It 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 wasn't like you had to be in the house. Mm-hmm. It was just basically you can't go to the beach and everything's closed. Yeah, like and and we were brand new to the island, so we didn't know anything. And then eventually, we ended up breaking the rules and going to the beach anyway because we were like <laughs> we can't take it. <laughs> And it's so, yeah, I just, I look back and I remember being like, oh, like those were so hard, but so good. Yeah. I think that's a lot of memories from that job. I think, man, that was so hard, but so good. And I think. Or it's difficult going through it, but once you're out of it and looking back, like it's totally different. Yeah. I grew so much on my time in Maui. And I mean, obviously Maui changed your life because you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> And what, like, what changed, John, from, like, coming, well, obviously you stayed and, like, fell in love with it, but, like, from coming and being, like, okay, I'm going to be here for a while, and you weren't stoked. When we landed, you weren't stoked about being here. Yeah. What, like, what happened? What? Why do you love Maui now? Um, I mean, it was so weird, because part of it was just, like, I was sick of San Diego, and, like... yeah. I don't know. I just didn't feel like there was anything for me in San Diego anymore, which is weird, like, looking back at it because, like, I had a great job. I was making really good money. Like, 
I could have probably afforded a house within a few, like yeah. within like a year. You like <laughs> you, you definitely moved to Maui with the most money in your bank account out of any of us. Out of probably any intern that's ever interned here. <laughs> you well, that, I think that was the going back to like that whole fear of change. Is you were giving up like a career to come yeah. do basically a an gig. internship? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like I was definitely. I think more, I don't know. It was weird because I was, what, like 21, 22 at the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. But I feel I, like that was so long but ago. I, but I had been working, like, since I was in high school. And, like, I literally had a career lined up doing electrical. And then I move here and, like, three out of the six guys are 18. Oh, like, that was crazy. straight out of high school. Like, I one of them be just the turned 18. They had graduated the year before, like that well some of them that year yeah well like, like yeah they had was... graduated and then four months later moved to hawaii and it was like what yeah so like that's crazy because i'm much more i don't know i guess like i like you know i like to be comfortable i'm not yeah. afraid of saying it and like when i moved here it was just mind-boggling that people would graduate high school and move out here with a hundred dollars in the bank and like that scary. stressed me out, like seeing them. That's so funny. I was thinking about this actually the like yesterday. I was sitting on the beach and I was thinking about how people, and it's not uncommon, people just pick up, spend all their money they have in their bank account on a plane ticket, move to Maui with no nowhere to stay, no money in their bank account, no job. And I was just thinking, I was like, I, I could never. <laughs> if I had, yeah, if I had like $20,000 in the bank, I would not move out here without visiting first. Yeah. It's just people pick up and, and go. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that's I what Chris Pratt did. He turned have out fine. Ev- I wouldn't have even moved out here for the internship knowing people if I wouldn't have come to visit Yeah, for, for our friend's wedding. Like, there's no way that I would have ever moved here. Yeah. Without visiting first. <laughs> Such a big life commitment. <laughs> and some people, like... And like I got to see the church, I got to see the house, make sure it's real. They there were us- some interns that straight up thought that they were going to be intern, like, like interning scammed. at like a cult or like coming and working at a yeah, church or being sounds, scammed. When you actually like it, it sounds surreal. Like let us pay for you to come live and work in Hawaii. We'll give you a beautiful house. We'll like we give you a job. We give you a car. We get, you know, like, we'll feed you however many times a week. It sounds unbelievable. And then you come here and you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, it's real. It's real. And, like, the but house like some is beautiful and everything. don't visit before yeah. they're even here. Yeah, like, one of the interns literally, he's like, yeah, I thought it was a total scam. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's real. And, and I was like, moved you moved here? here? <laughs> it was a scam? It's like, what? Yeah, that. Oh, it, classic. I don't know. Like, yeah, people's life experiences here. Like, you get people from all over, all over the world, it's, all yeah. different like walks of life, and um, yeah, like, like I said, and if you're not willing to adapt to Maui, like, it will chew you up and spit you out. Yeah, and that's just part of living here. Yeah, people, but there's always like this drawback, and I think it goes back to that like Ohana factor is. Like people are like there's there's a couple people we've known on Maui who leave and come back a million times. Yeah, they like 
I'm going to move back to wherever. And then they, six months later, move back to Maui. And I'm going to move here and then move back to Maui. Move here. It, and it's, there's like a pull because it's so special. And it kind of reminds me of that summer I talked about when we first became friends. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's so good and you just want it to like go on forever. But for some people, it's not supposed to. Yeah. That's how like I felt. Is that this t- a point is I was offered to do the internship again. And I was totally going to do it. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys need me. And I realized it's like, that's not the like, if I'm not going to sit here and, and grow, if I'm doing this out of obligation that like they couldn't do it without me, that's just that's wrong. And yeah. And and like, I mean, the title of your like this podcast <laughs> is Growing, growing Pains. Pains. And like, it's very real because, like, growth comes from change. Oh, like, yeah. being willing to adapt to change and being willing to, like, overcome things. And, like, that is Maui in a nutshell. Yeah. Is, like, how do you overcome paying $1,200 in rent per month as yeah. a single person that just moved here with no job? Like, right? I... like that kind of stuff. And it's, you or, adapt a lot. Like, a family emergency happens great you have to drop 500 bucks on a plane ticket yeah. one way like 700 bucks if you want a round trip <laughs> ticket you know and and how to pay rent here while you're gone while you're like, gone yeah with, without work or whatever how do you how like, do you afford a car and how do you afford yeah. food when you know eggs are seven dollars you know? milk is seven dollars right and, and yeah, after Maui, I moved to Mexico and it was a crazy difference. <laughs> I went hard. I was like, I'm like, $25 for a massage? Easy. <laughs> Everyone was like, okay, chill. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I think that was another thing is like learning to trust that it, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I think that's why there is that Ohana factor and because it's like you can't do it alone you need yeah. you need you to need rely a on family people. around you to support you and yeah. like if you're willing like people on the island will just adopt you yeah well and that's it's funny because i said this to someone and they're like oh wow annie so like how nice it must be to be you hawaii is the cheapest place for me to come visit like yeah. if i'm going on vacation hawaii is the cheapest place for me to come First of all, the plane tickets from San Diego are a lot cheaper than anywhere else in it's the like, I mean, United yeah, it's States. Like you can get them for like $300 round trip. Yeah. Like if, yeah. And then I have, if I called, like, if I called people up, I had probably like 10 places that they would be more than happy to let me crash with them while I was staying here. I've had multiple people offer for me to let, like, let them use my, well, let me use their car. And it just... And then on top of that, people, when you visit, they're like, oh, my gosh, let's go like to dinner. Let, let me pay for this. Let me get you coffee. Like people are so generous here. Yeah. And I think being from San Diego, like a bigger city and like with a ton of people, like you said, El Cajon is like the population yeah. of Maui. Um, it's kind of like everyone for themselves. Mm-hmm. While here, it's like we get how hard it is to stay afloat. So if I'm doing better than you, you can come rest on like my couch or my yeah spare bedroom or whatever. Like, like you can like they sh- it's like sharing the wealth here. And people honestly like going up and just asking people because like I had my family come out and visit. Yeah. There was six of them that came out to visit. Yeah. And I was literally asking around like, do you know of anybody that can house them? And I the person who I asked gave me two names and I text both of the people at the same time and they both replied, oh yeah, no problem. We can house six people for a week. 
I was like, what? Six people who you don't know. Six people who they don't know. They hardly knew me. Yeah. Like they had maybe met me one. Actually, one person knew me. The other person didn't. And they both were like, oh, yeah, we can house six people. And I'm like, that's crazy. And people are so generous with their time here, too. That was one thing like. And like, don't get me wrong. Living in Hawaii is great. It was the hardest year of my life purely because of everything else going on. Like, and if you've listened to my podcast and you've listened to my episode about Andrew, he was he had gotten re-diagnosed and ended up passing away while I was on Maui. And what was crazy is the amount of people who like surrounded me in that. I remember texting all the interns mm-hmm. and sitting down and like asking you guys to pray for him and stuff. And and that was really hard for me because I'm not someone who does that kind of stuff. I'm not like a, hey, like, let me tell you about this problem, this hard thing <laughs> in my life. But it's also like how well people will like, you know, support you and come and be like, oh, like, let me like, let's hang out and talk about it. Or let's, you know, like, do you want to get away? Like, let's go surfing. Let's like drive you up country. Let's do, you know, yeah. it, there's just these little it's like pockets of love that are just around the island. And it's just people who have these like big hearts and yeah, you can, they'll adopt you into their family. They don't yeah. care if you need a, if you need a mom, you can find a Maui mom. Oh yeah, definitely. You can find Everywhere. a whole Maui family, aunties, <laughs> uncles, I grandmas. Always, I always <laughs> say that I'm, while I'm here, I'm staying with my friend Kaj's family. And when I, when I said, people are like, oh, where are you staying? I was like, oh, it's a cautious family. And they go, oh, that's so sweet. They're letting you stay. I was like, yeah, well, they're kind of like my Hawaiian parents. So <laughs> it's it really is. It's like a whole nother family. And I think it's just so special. And I think I didn't expect that when we moved here. I kind of expected, I expected Maui to chew me up and spit me out. <laughs> I thought I'm way too white for Hawaii, but Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's aloha. It's it is the aloha spirit. Like it is very real here. People are very welcoming, and yeah, yeah, if you want to stay, like people will go out of their way to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. It, when the internship ended, there was job offers left and right. Yeah, I I've had people offer to build me a shack in their backyard like to build a room so I could stay on Maui they're like if if you want people will will help you to do that and I all like when people people always are like oh my gosh how was your intern year was it so great I was like uh the internship itself was extremely hard (laughs) and like probably the worst year of my life out of just like life experiences but the best year of my life too (laughs) But it's yeah, like you said, it's growing pains. Hawaiian roller coaster ride. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one to say? <laughs> Just a few minutes. John woke up this morning and was like, I'm a Hawaiian make this joke. roller coaster ride, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> I will say I binged that movie a million times before yeah. I moved here. That and Fifty First Dates. Yeah. What's funny is I actually don't think I've watched it since I've been here. Which yeah. is crazy. Moana like, came out while we were here, right? No, no Moana came out before because I watched it with my friends who were moving to Kauai uh, like as I was moving here and we watched that back in San Diego together. Yeah, you're right. It did come out before. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It really is like, I have a special place in my heart for Hawaii now because I, I feel like I'm trauma bonded to Hawaii now. I've been through so much <laughs> here. 
it's weird like being this is my third year on Maui and like I feel like at this point I couldn't move back yeah I feel like it would I have so many connections here and I feel like it's been after the first year I feel like it had already been too long to try to move back home yeah like I had more connections here I didn't have any back in San Diego that I feel like were super secure and like everything so like yeah. I'm sure I could move back to San Diego but I think it would be a huge struggle like yeah it's it's just interesting huh in that it's, aspect it's so different you're like what it's becomes home yeah and I think that it was really hard for me to leave because it had become home and I think that's why I was kind of like oh yeah I'll do the internship again even though that wasn't what I was like being called to do or what I should be doing yeah. um because I think another thing, too, is I think everyone should experience Hawaii. Like, Definitely. <laughs> it's in, I'm glad that, I'm glad I only, like, but when we first visited Hawaii together for our friend's wedding, I was, I was only here for like two or day, like two or three days. And I'm glad that that's all I experienced before I came here. I'm glad I, you know, didn't grow up going to Hawaii and summer vacations, you know, because I think that I appreciate it so much more having just moved here. Yeah. And seeing the island, like, for all of its beauty. Like, the few days that we were here when we visited, we saw nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. We saw the beach outside of, the like, the place we stayed, and that was pretty much it. And it it's probably, like, the most ghetto, jank beach on Hawaii, <laughs> like, on you, Maui. Oh, like, what was that experience you uh, had? <laughs> so, I went down. So, uh, like, it's our last night, and, like, nobody was doing anything. Yeah, Everybody's, like... Everybody's like going lame. to bed. Well, all the guys were yeah. really lame. All the girls were hanging oh, out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna go like back to the room and just go to sleep. Like it's my last night on Maui. I don't know if I'm ever gonna be back here. At that time, I was already like, I should just cancel my plane to get home. Yeah. You you left a day before <laughs> me, and we all were like, No, John, you have to go home. So like, I I didn't see almost anything on Maui because like I was just here for the wedding. Like. That's that's all I was really yeah. here for. We helped set up the wedding. We helped tear down the wedding. Yeah, like we came for we, the wedding. We were worker bees at that point. And like, so anyways, it's my last night and I'm like, I'm just going to walk down to the beach and just like sit and listen to the waves and like enjoy the beach while I'm here. It's so dark. It's Kihei. It's like the most ghetto park that <laughs> I walk down to. And it was Kalama Park, right? Yeah, it was Kalama <laughs> Park. And so I was just like sitting down there on the rocks. Sorry, Kalama Park for calling you ghetto so many times. Um, <laughs> so I just like walked down to the beach and I'm sitting on the rocks and listening to the waves. And like I was like praying and yeah, I was actually praying like just for opportunities. And lo and behold, one showed up on a I, I don't really have another way to say this on a pimped out bicycle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the bicycle was like lowered with like shiny rims and lights. And like, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And, like bopping the most obnoxious, like Filipino rap that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> still to this day. And this huge guy gets off the bike and he's like, yo, my name's Smokescreen. Are you my dealer? And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yo, and my just, like, Smokescreen. <laughs> And just like, I was like, is that your real name? And he's like, yeah, yeah, my name's Smokescreen. I was like, cool, I'm John. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like the weirdest 
experience to like I don't even know. Like it was it was just odd. Yo, my name's smokescreen. Like I ended up talking to the guy for like forty five minutes, never met him before. Yeah. Huge, huge guy. I thought you and Smokescreen went way back. <sighs> no, not particularly. <laughs> he's yeah, he's just like a huge local guy, like covered in tats. He talked about like, oh yeah, like I just got out of jail and like and then at one point in the conversation, he stops me. He stops himself mid sentence. And says, do you have a knife? And I was like, yes, I do. I didn't have a knife. (laughs) I was like, yes, I do have a knife. And he's like, okay, you don't want to walk around here at night without a knife. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) John, like he said, uh, the guys weren't hanging out. So John went and did this by himself. But the girls were having girls night. And John rolls back up at the house and tells us this story. And we're like, Oh, and our friend who whose house it was, who grew up here on Maui, was like, "You went where? <laughs> when? Like, it was, it was probably like eleven to midnight oh, that then, I was gone." And then that was the beginning of another tradition that started, where John was a part of girls' night because we were like, "Just come hang out with us." And then it was like a tradition that carried out back in San Diego. Back in San Diego, we took it back to San Diego with us. And then I started hosting girls night. You did. <laughs> We'd have girls night with John. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, what are you doing?" "Oh, like we're we're going to go girls night." And then our other guy friends would be like, "What about John?" We're like, "He's invited." They're like, "What about us?" We go, "You're not invited." <laughs> well, yeah, like that night they all the guys like went back to the room and one of them was being very angsty. Straight up said, I need to go be angsty. <laughs> and I was like, cool, I'm going to go on a walk and go to the beach. <laughs> like, like that's how approaches. that all started. But it's just like yeah. so different. And it's just, yeah, it's like crazy for me to think of that. Because that feels like five years ago. I guess it kind of was closer to that. It's like yeah, 2018. That's, that's crazy. Wow. But oh, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but like to look at how far our friendships come, how far, you know, you like to look at you, John, like sitting here having not almost a year. I haven't seen you in practically a year. Yep. Which is crazy last already. Time I got a haircut. <laughs> just... You cut my hair last, so. <laughs> my hair is so, so long. long. It's like down to my shoulders. <laughs> and it's just crazy to think of like how far we've come and how much growth has happened. And even like I always say I say this is like you're very lucky if you're able to plant a seed and watch it grow a little bit. But like the fact that I've been able to watch you grow so much over the past couple of years living in Hawaii yeah. and into like and for of time being like there with you working together, living together, like growing next to each other. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that was honestly like we both had a lot of loss in our lives. Like, yeah. um, Annie lost like one of her best friends. I had lost, um, like my brother and a few, a few friends as well. And then, uh, during her internship year, lost a best friend. And like, like it was crazy. Like, I think that's why we got along so well and like related so well to each other. It's just like the amount of loss that we had gone through slash we're going through at such a young age at such a, and it was like the exact same time. We're the same age. And like, we both had a love for a youth group and we were helping out with youth group. And like, we had yeah. all these common things. Um, 
that I think just like propelled our friendship to be like a lifetime friendship. Yeah. Regardless of whatever. Regardless and of then, how much we text. And then moving to Maui together, like just like so crazy. Yeah. And um, I remember, I just remember it, it was that kind of moment where like, I forgot what we were doing if we were picking up pizza for youth group or something. We, we were driving to town for something and we were talking and we're just kind of looking at you and being like, wow, like we have been through so much. <laughs> yep. And, I, and I'm a very firm believer that God puts people in your path for a certain reason. Because one thing we found out, if we went to high school together and we yep. were Facebook friends and we had no idea. Like we, yeah, <laughs> we don't we know. We didn't. I, I don't we know if we ever friends. met in high school. I don't I don't remember you. We were Facebook friends, but then like years after high years. school. Like, like I had already left to the East Coast, lived there for like a year. You and joined a half. the Navy, you I joined got out of the Navy, Navy. Like, got out of the Navy, like like years after high school, we met back at this church yeah. and working in the same like small group, like in this yeah. in this mega church, this church of like thousands of people and we end up working in the same youth group of yeah. like 150 people and then we end up being in the same small group of friends yeah and flying to hawaii we became friends when we first came to hawaii yeah. like like we, we like, knew, we knew each, each other, other but, but we became friends yeah we became like super tight friends maui's part of our friendship yeah <laughs> wow yep well <laughs> But I think it's, like, such a testament of, like, God giving you people at the right times. And, like, who knew that we would have so much in common? Like, when I moved to Hawaii, I thought that Andrew was cancer-free. Like, yeah. it just, you never know what's going to happen in life. And it's just crazy to think of, like, God chose us to be in the that moment on this island, you know. And I remember having that that moment being like, wow, like all these people were handpicked for whatever reason to be in our lives for this season that rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just crazy. A lot of growth, a lot of pain. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think a lot of, I mean, that growth came through like suffering that we had individually. Yeah. Like, and then supported each other through that. And I'm like, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but um, yeah. And just like, even like my life verse for those years of my life was like Romans five, three through five. And that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame. And so that was just like a huge, like those years were the hardest. Like I had so much loss and like pain, but that's also like where I grew the most out of my entire life. Yeah. I grew more in those like, two two to three years than like the rest of my life combined yeah yeah like it was it was crazy and i feel like i we became friends on the tail end of that and so i always say that maui has healing powers <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> you know like there's like always this saying not or, with mana but i mean right like, <laughs> <laughs> like i always thought like that you can always feel better if you take a dip in the ocean yeah. um, like especially especially in maui but yeah. um San Diego's cold and has seaweed. Right. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I I think it's so, it's been so cool to see how Maui has been healing for us individually, has like how it's helped, helped, like, you know, keep our friendship, you know, grow our friendship. Yeah. If you could say, like, if you could talk to John 
before you moved to Hawaii. Like I'd hit him in the mouth. (laughs) 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 Like you, you have like a couple sentences to give him. He, he's about to go on this whole journey. What are you going to tell him? Things get so much better. Yeah. 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 If I could, if I had to like boil it down to like one sentence, I think it would be that. Yeah. Things get so much better. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's just so, that's perfect. Man. John, it feels so surreal sitting here talking to you about this, but I'm so grateful for you. Yep. And I'm grateful for Hawaii. So everyone out there, if you have the chance, move to Hawaii. Come visit. John Fox on Maui. (laughs) John, thanks so much. Yep.